these essential oils and these botanical biotics, the plants that have been used for hundreds of years in oral care, can tidy up the pathogens. It prevents the pathogens from form sensing, which means, so it down regulates their gene expression. It stops the pathogens from gaining traction in a group and creating a biofilm. So the essential oils can break up that party, bust through biofilms and work with the beneficial bacteria without eradicating the beneficial bacteria, which is the kind of selective intelligence that we need in all of our body care. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi. What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love? Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you. Let's go take the medicine. Hey, hey, party people, welcome back to The Medicine. This is episode 84 and the second installment of our dental health series. If you missed the first installment, it was episode 79, where I shared five of the most important dental health pillars coming from my combined experience as a dental hygienist, along with my passion for holistic health. Definitely check that out as it covers many of the basics of overall oral health. But today we're going to go a little deeper. We're going to get kind of nerdy, dipping into the science behind holistic oral health as we interview pioneer and maverick in this space, Nadine Artemis. She is the author of two books, Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care. I read her Holistic Dental Care book recently and was absolutely just blown away. I received a wonderful dental hygiene education from Pacific University, but as I have transitioned to more of a holistic lifestyle, I have found myself having to unlearn and relearn many things according to my new values like the fact that our teeth have an incredible internal mechanism to heal themselves, or that what we eat literally ends up making its way inside our teeth. <laughs> and we actually talk about that today. Nadine's book has been a major part of me unlearning and relearning in this dental holistic space. Nadine is also the founder of Living Libations, which is the company Chase and I have been raving about lately. We made the switch over to Living Libations for our dental products a couple months ago, and honestly, we couldn't be happier with the results. They craft their products with truly clean and healing ingredients straight from nature with nothing toxic, nothing fake. We are obsessed to say the least. Today you'll hear our discussion around Nadine's background in formulating products that actually started when she was just a teenager. We talk about how to optimize the innate internal healing system your teeth have, what is the true cause of cavities and how to reverse them, 
What is hiding in commercial and even health food store toothpaste? The best practices for whitening your teeth naturally and so much more. Once you are done listening, check out livinglibations.com for their amazing oral health products. You can use the code medicine, M-E-D-I-C-I-N for a nice discount. And if you don't know which products to start with, just go to their contact us page on their website and someone from their team can help you just like they helped me. Take a screenshot while you're listening to this episode and share to your Instagram story. Tag me at Mimi underscore the medicine or send this to someone you love. This information could honestly be life changing for someone. You never know. All right. Enjoy the episode, my loves. All right, you guys. Welcome back to the medicine. We are so happy you are joining us and we are so freaking excited bucket list, major bucket list guest for us today, especially for me with a dental hygiene background. Um, Nadine has been instrumental in sort of helping me unlearn and relearn truly holistic practices for dental health education and and spreading this to the masses. So um, we want to both thank you, Nadine, for being here and overall just your work in general. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. So um, I'm sure I will have covered it in the intro mm-hmm. that I will record, but um, I recently read Nadine Artemis' book called Holistic Dental Care. Absolute must read for anyone who is passionate about taking care of their teeth and their gums and their oral environment. Really, you know, essentially they're just their body, right? Because everything is connected as we're going to talk about today. There is no wall <laughs> separating your mouth from the rest of your body. And um, before we get into all things dental health, and, um, you know, these holistic practices that we want to take in into our day and into our practice. Um, We want to hear from you. The first question that we ask every guest on the medicine is, what do you love in your life? What aspect of your life do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human? I feel like it's like, what can change our lives? I love so much. And that's the beauty of where we live the la- on the land that we've created and the elements that we kind of, I feel like we have access to. I mean, obviously nature is outside, outside is outside your door, right? But we've just created this beautiful space. I feel like the whole 200 acres is like the altar, the temple of our existence. And it holds us, it takes care of us, you know, the lake, the sun, the trees. And I remember even before I, even conceived of my son leaf I was just telling Ron my partner I was like yeah we need to be in the country because I need like the whole forest to be like the aunts and uncles and to help yeah. so I wish I could give this life experience to whoever who wants it yeah I I oh my gosh so you live on 200 acres is what you're saying yeah wow. um, pristine forest land um and there's fresh springs and I I kind of got to let the dog out if you don't yeah, mind. go for <laughs> it <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, sorry about that. She had it's to okay. go right on those no 200 acres. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I, I love what you have to say there because like nature and, and these environments that we put ourselves in are our friends and they're our teachers and they're our companions in, in kind of sifting through this life experience. And, you know, we abide by this uh, idea of, of as above, so below, as without, so within. And, you know, the human body can be looked at similarly. There are facets of our health. There are pieces to our um, exterior or interior that 
are our friends or our teachers. And there's so much to be learned through this, you know, 90 to 100 years we have on this planet uh, that can really teach us so much about ourselves through the companions that we have. Yeah. Yeah, yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, so we know you have a very rich background in, you know, with essential oils and exotic ingredients and um, sort of formulating different products from a very young age, if I'm rem remembering correctly. Can you take us just, you know, a very short backstory on how this passion um, of yours of formulating and really digging into ingredients, um, how it has come about uh, for you? Yes, definitely as a kid, I mean, we had so, we, luckily we had lots of nature experiences, you know, we had cottage, all the grandparents were outside, and was always mixing and mashing and concocting, like through nature or in the home, I would like raid my mother's bathroom and like mix her perfumes with like the skull and crossbones things under the sink. So there was definitely just this inclination to mix stuff together, like on a big scale. And then even, you know, in my teens, I would like mix perfumes or like crush the eyeshadow, mix it with the Crabtree and Evelyn lip balm. I was like needed to do things. So then in grade nine, we got to do a science fair project and it was a rare self-directed a learning moment we got to pick our own subjects and um, I found this book at the library that was geared towards a little bit younger audience like my grade nine level and it was about cosmetics and there was a whole chapter on perfumery and I was fascinated because at that time too I was apparently collecting perfumes I had they used to have like little not just little tubes but like real bottles like miniature kind of like you know the alcohol they used to have on airplanes you keep yeah. bottles and this is way back and I would just collect them all or my mom would give me stuff. And so I definitely had a lot of perfume. I was definitely into it. So I was like, oh my God. And I was like learning about its roots because it really was just like liquid in bottles, like without context in that moment. So to learn about the history and the early cultures of distillation. And one of them was like, they talked about um, perfumer in Egypt and my great grandfather we had paintings around home of his time in Egypt because he would go he would go as an illustrator on archaeological digs with like Howard Carter and stuff and he was like the president of the London Egyptology Society so I was like this is so cool it's like ancient Egypt and they're like macerating them they're drinking perfume they're wearing them the the, the quote-unquote priests of the time are the perfumers they're burning like frankincense at noon in the town it's like this is this is so cool. <laughs> you know, it was like a whole other life moment. And so they, the book talks about, you could find these distillates called essential oils at a health food store. So my mom drove me to the big city to like the one and only health food store at the time. And I caught my first whiffs of like Jasmine, Ylang, orange, and it was incredible. And it, it definitely spoke to me. You know, I don't know all the information going in. And I certainly wasn't able to go, oh, that's natural. And this other stuff's synthetic. It wasn't that much of an aha moment because the education wasn't there. But anyway, I bought the essential oils and I proceeded to make, uh, recreate Lair de Tom using essential oils and did really well. And that was really fun. And then it's just like normal teen. And then the body shop comes around and you think, oh, it's like natural. Here we go. But then I get to university and... I'm on my own and I'm like skipping school because I didn't pick the right courses for first year. <laughs> kind of bored and I'm watching a show and Lisa Benet is talking about the connection of food and the environment and health and it was just all coming together and pesticides and like just the whole thing that we just in the early 90s, we just thought, I guess that was just all starting. 
And I also was walking by this health food store every day on the way home. It was this little one at home and it was called Grains and Beans and Things. And I got every book in there. I bought every bean. But anyway, I started to really recreate my life and look at food. And one of the great books I found was like, I don't, can't remember what it's called, but how to basically dissect every label at the supermarket. Mm. And that was like, I mean, that alone is a full reckoning. Because yeah. again, it's like now we know stuff a little bit, hopefully, but like that was so new. Or like what's a secondary ingredient or that brown sugar is white sugar with molasses or that thing in all brand that makes it quote unquote healthy is like basically cardboard. And that that five food conglomerates kind of control the whole thing, you know, like, so that was like pretty revolutionary. So from there was about a month where I was like transitioning all these things. And I was like, from that moment forward, really organic and non-processed food till this day and I really while I closed a lot of doors on food a whole world opened you know I'd be like take courses at the back of the public library with like one other person and we'd be learning how to make cashew milk or like hijiki salad which is like way before um yeah it was early 90s so anyway that's all happening and then obviously I just look over to the bathroom and I've been used to reading on all those bottles I've had for that whole decade of teen um just all these ingredients, you don't even know what they were. They had no identifiable thing that you'd be like, oh, that's rose or whatever. And I was like, knowing my food stuff, I was like, oh my God, this is this total BS, like just a petroleum promised land. And that's when my beauty got renegade. And I was like that, you know, the fuzzy peach bath oil has never been in peach. There's no pineapple in the pineapple face wash. Dewberry's not a plant. And it was just like, but what it did is it, gave that renegade rebellious energy a whole channel of purpose because now I have an excuse to concoct all the creations going on my body. (laughs) Yeah. And it was such delight. I got to endeavor in that. And then luckily I was living on my own. So I just got to convert my whole kitchen into like making cosmetics. (laughs) Like a, like a natural apothecary, like in your own kitchen. Wow. What so that adventure. was really good. I started making it and then people were loving it. And it was effective. And I was kind of had like a side, side business as I was going to university. And then also I couldn't find like all the beautiful things I was reading about. So that's when I started to sort of scour the earth, right? I can't leave this before the internet, but right. Consulate to really figure out who the distillers were in different countries and then get samples because there was oils that I, could, I was reading about and I had to get, I had to catch a whiff of what that was like in ancient Egypt or why were they blending this together? And then the quality that was coming in was mind blowing. Even if it was something regular, like a tea tree or lavender, just mind blowing, you know, against the sort of health food store essential oils. So then that opened up a whole new world. And then my course selections got more exciting in the coming years. And I ended up getting a degree in women's studies, which was just to me so connected because then I was just studying like the history and even in sometimes writing essays on like the beauty, the beauty myths, um, just, you know, the experience of a female body in Western culture or, or in different cultures and what we would do in the name of beauty or not or medical. And I just feel like it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You truly are a, a pioneer and mm-hmm. I want to applaud you and, and express so much gratitude to you. We, we both work in the supplement space and we have the internet and these things called our, you know, iPhones uh, to quickly get somebody on the horn to say, Hey, I need uh, top tier ashwagandha. Where can I get it tomorrow? And yes. that is a couple keystrokes away mm-hmm. in 2021. But I, I imagine uh, in this era, this took 
sifting at the back of the library through textbooks. Yeah, and, and I wrote that I created a little letterhead. I didn't even, I had a laptop yet. I had a word processor, electric word processor, and I made little letterheads and I just sent out these little letters all around the world. Yeah, unbelievable. And so much gratitude to you because, you know, if anything, now we're dealing with too many options. Yeah. Uh, but so I, I can assure you that if there was Instagram or Etsy, you would have been uh, yeah. influencer number one in, in the space. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I just want to, I love your passion. I recognize that recognize that in you from even your book and hearing you on other podcasts. And when you hear her passion, you understand why I'm drawn to how you teach because you embody it, you live it, and you've lived through all these things and literally from every stage of creation, which um, is very rare. So yeah, definitely props to you, just major props. That is um, amazing. Um, I was speaking to you a little bit before we pushed record, and certainly most of my listeners know that um, I was a dental hygienist, practiced clinically for seven years, and then my life took a different turn, went to the Academy of Culinary Nutrition, which is where I, I first heard about living libations, and uh, she couldn't have uh, recommended you highly enough, Megan Teltner, mm -hmm. the founder, and that was where I first heard about it, and since then, I've been sort of unlearning and relearning these oh-so-important concepts as they relate to holistic health, true holistic health, not just what we can find you know, from Google or in any major textbook, really scrubbing the earth for these pioneers, these doctors that are pioneers and these dentists. And you've talked to them, you've included them in your book, just incredible. And really when I was reading your book, uh, one place that I want to start here for you to explain um, a critical part of health education that is not talked about certainly was maybe mentioned once in my dental hygiene education, but definitely not enough to really um, to understand it well on a deep level, is this concept of lymph circulation within the teeth. And I, I want to switch gears now into your, your focus on oral and dental health. And um, this lymph circulation inside the teeth, the, the dentinal flow or fluid, mm -hmm. um, this is something that just blew my mind and I would love for you to start and kind of explain this lymph process and this lymph flow for our listeners. And I've already warned them that we're going to get a little nerdy here, so they're ready for it. Um, so feel free to go as deep as you would like. Um, but maybe you could speak to, um, there was a really uh, incredible and uh, interesting um research clinical study that you included in your book regarding rats and the mm -hmm. dye. Could you, mm -hmm. could you explain that a little bit on that, um, that experiment and how it relates to this dentinal flow? Yes. Yeah. It's a totally fascinating thing. I'll just back a bit, back up a bit when I'm going into an area of the body and I'm trying to discover about it. Cause I'm really looking for that that low maintenance part. So where, where can we take the armchair approach really to our whole bodies? Cause they were so beautifully designed and that's what we got to sort of tap into. So when we're thinking about our teeth, I know there's answers in the body. I know we weren't born with a toothbrush in our hand. So what, you know, what can care for our teeth besides the obvious brushing? Cause it's gotta be something else. Cause we were designed, the body was designed to be successful. You know what I mean? Like, 
weren't born and then supposed to get cavities right away. <laughs> so uh, looking at that, and again, you know, I am not a hygienist or a dentist or anything like that. I am just like a person with teeth and we've got to figure this out. And so I learned from dentists, obviously, and there are some maverick dentists out there and that work isn't that widely available. So starting place, one of my starting research places with, with Dr. Hal Huggins since 1963, he's been really trying to educate us all on mercury. So he was one of the early pioneer, I guess now modern day biological dentists. And he wrote, I love, you know, finding old books and stuff. And he wrote this other sort of non-dental book called Why Raise Ugly Kids? <laughs> he's got a funny sense of humor. And of course there's one chapter deeply into the dental thing, really cool. And there's this part where he talks about where he meets Dr. Ralph Steinem and his whole dental school thing is like blown away, like the wave coming up and taking away the sandcastle. And that was his metaphor. And so then I look into the work of Dr. Ralph Steinem and his work now, like I think since my books published, there's like, it was in 2015, they published all of his studies. So there isn't just one rat study. There's about Mm. a thousand that that show this. And so Dr. Ralph Steinem was a totally normal dentist, 1950s, and he would get severe allergies every August to the, he could, he had to close down his practice. Then he found out somehow like, you know, maybe eliminate white, the whites, like the white bread, white sugar, the, you know, that stuff, the dairy and see what happens. Allergies totally cleared up. So he was like, ah, so they're really, he felt, he was always feeling there was a systemic connection of the mouth of the body, kind of like, again, like yeah but again we weren't raised that way like I really Mm -hmm. remember thinking my teeth were like almost rocks in my mouth and they were like whatever was happening to them was like permanent sort of so um so he left like he stopped practicing actually and then went full-time into research Dr. Ralston and went to Loma Linda University and this is where he for decades studied this And so he wanted to prove the systemic connection because back, so this is in the fifties, but back in the forties, the American Dental Association was like, I guess they just decided it like, what is the cause of cavities? And they were debating amongst themselves, but what won was the acidogenic theory. And then that became standardized. And that's generally tea, um, you know, sugar and like acid, like Coca-Cola will rot the teeth. Yes. But it's, different. And of course it's way more complex than that. So, um, so yeah, he's studying now. And so he, I don't know, I can't remember how, but he's like, okay, I'll put like, and they use rats cause that's supposed to be the model of our teeth. It's the best for studies. Anyway, he uses x-ray dye to just look at what happens when we chew and then, you know, how does the nutrients go to the teeth and that sort of thing. And so what he discovered was when we chew substrates, which nutrients activate chemical messengers in the body. And so the parotid glands, which are right by the jaw, um, you know, they get signals and then they signal the hypothalamus gland. I feel like everything gets signaled through the hypothalamus gland at some point. Then the, the nutrients go into the blood and the blood, you know, gets worked through the body. Now, when that blood is about to circulate back up into the tooth, teeth are like trees, with roots. And so it's like the roots of the teeth draw the blood up into the pulp chamber and it's centrifugal. So it's up and it sort of spirals upwards. And then in the pulp chamber and this, so the whole process of chewing and getting the blood to the tooth takes about five minutes. Mm -hmm. Then the process of the blood 
changing into lymphatic fluid and doing its stuff takes about an hour. So that's interesting. Wow. So now it's getting to the smallest area of the tooth and that process to take longer. So it goes into the pulp chamber and that's where a lot of, that's like so the heart of the tooth, health is in there. If you have a root canal, that's what's scraped out. Um, so the, in there, the blood gets fenestrated into a lymphatic fluid and then the odontoblasts, which are these parts of bones and they just kind of have like pumps on them and they push out the fluid onto the surface of the teeth where it's like this microscopic sweat and it coalesces with the saliva to take care of the teeth or just wow. like if there's a tree wound more sap will be sent to that area and that's the same with this flow but a lot of what we're doing is like stopping the flow and if the system is stressed so not necessarily sugar and soda pop on the teeth but a diet of soda and sugar um, lowering or like you know messing with your blood sugar levels which messes with your minerals that issue or really stressful hormonal times like pregnancy and teenage times um, you know massive cell phone use right by the ear different chemicals so just stressors in the body will make that system stagnant so now you're not getting that that flow now, if it gets worse, that system goes from stagnancy to reversal, and the tooth then becomes like a straw sucking in from the mouth virus, bacteria, fungi. Mm -hmm. And that is the genesis of how a cavity is formed. Yeah. And so when you know that process, because I call it the, the dentinal lymphatic fluid, I like to think of it as the invisible toothbrush. Wow. And that's really at the heart and soul of what's keeping our teeth clean mm -hmm. and it's that system that is beautiful it's <laughs> complex yeah. um, but completely intuitive when it's explained and, and and you know strikes a chord of of understanding if you've been playing around with the thought of botox for forehead lines or crow's feet or just frustrated by your acne scars listen up my love ClearStem just brought back their No Botox Repair Serum that tells your skin to repair itself and generate new healthy collagen. This has quickly become my favorite of their products, and here's why. The blend of growth factors, peptides, and collagen-derived stem cells immediately feeds your skin what it needs to bounce back from internal stress, UV damage, acne scars, and other environmental aging triggers. Bounce Back is perfect for anyone who wants to avoid Botox, prolong the results of their existing Botox, prevent further lines from forming, and those of us who deal with deeper acne scarring. These ingredients are the real deal and as always, hormone-friendly and non-pore clogging. Completely corrective and targeted for skin repair. You will notice your skin visibly smoother, brighter, and healthier looking in just a few uses. I personally use Bounce Back once a day, usually in the morning, followed by ClearStem's HydroGlow moisturizer. To get your lovely little hands on some bounce back or any of the anti-acne, anti-aging, truly clean ClearStem products, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMI for a nice hefty discount or check it out in our medicine cabinet linked in the show notes. You and your skin are going to love this stuff.
Yeah. And of course you, and I've got to say, you of course didn't learn that because like dentists don't even learn that. Right. It's like wow. yeah. only the maverick dentists that got their education and then went, hmm. And then just like you, they unlearned and they pioneered and they went to new terrain. Yes. And that's why we know that. So instead of just so simply saying, hey, there are so many, you know, teeth challenges in, in the modern day due to sugar and pop and things of that nature, you need to brush and floss more kids. There's actually more behind it. And mm -hmm. if we look back to how, you know, humans evolved and, you know, the fact that like modern oral healthcare has only been around for such a fraction of, you know, human history and that yeah. there was this huge era of time where humans didn't need uh, the dentist necessarily, it's because of this innate system. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. see that we, we see, we've seen that through the research and findings through Weston Price as he would travel yes. and look at these indigenous cultures that they, maybe they were using some roots or some sticks to, you know, brush their teeth in a, in a really kind of um, primitive way. But what was, it wasn't anything fancy. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. It, it wasn't a Sonicare. <laughs> um, and they probably weren't using floss, but they, when Weston Price, if somebody, if you're unfamiliar with that name, he was a, a man who traveled around to different indigenous cultures and studied skulls and teeth and was finding that there was no dentist, there was no orthodontist, but these people groups had immaculate um, dental arches and oral health in general. They might have some calculus here and there, but they were decay. They were free of decay, and he was yes. floored. And so it really turned on for him. There's more to this than just brushing the teeth. And I can I can definitely concur what you're saying through my clinical experience as a dental hygienist, because there would be people who have would get an A plus on their ability to remove plaque which is part of it. But yeah. what you're talking about is an internal structure, knowing that the teeth are alive and they have their own lymphatic system, their own way of basically um, neutralizing decay in the mouth. So there mm -hmm. would be patients that would have the best you know, brushing techniques, they would be flossing every day, but if their diet or their stress levels or other parts of their lifestyle were not kind of on point or in check to some degree, I would see them also have, you know, sort of um, decay that I couldn't necessarily explain. I'm like, right. you're doing yeah. a really good job with your oral home care. And I was kind of at a loss sometimes. I felt bad, like I wasn't delivering to them what I could be because I didn't understand this flow, that there's other yeah. things in the life, in the lifestyle that affect this dentinal flow and this lymphatic system within the teeth that is so beautifully designed. So I feel like now like puzzle pieces are coming together because it's like, oh, that's why... <laughs> That patient Mary was so good at brushing her teeth, but every time she came in, she was at she did have a little, you know, another little decay start starting yeah. because I I wasn't able to teach her about this and um, just so beautifully put. Um, so uh, just to to reiterate um, this this uh, dye in these experiments with the rats, he would put it, uh, basically they would swallow the dye, right? Yeah, and then exactly. they would see, I think within six minutes, five or six minutes, they would see this dye in the rat's pulp chamber, which yeah. means that, it, which is proving anything that we ingest and goes into our stomach is not just staying compartmentalized into our 
in our yeah. uh, stomach. It's actually yeah, traveling. Exactly. You know, it, it doesn't stay localized. Um, and so then within an hour, you're seeing that dye in the enamel. So uh, we're, it's like concrete evidence by it's this totally. point that this is, this is not just some fringe scientific theory. Um, yeah. And you're making me just another point. So he did all the dye and he did that for years, but he kept thinking, but what's the switch? Like what makes this happen? And so then he teamed up with Dr. John Lenora, who was an endocrinologist. And then that's when the hypothalamus part came in and they were like, oh my God, it's like a whole hormone endocrine system communication, which of course it is because yeah. the endocrine system really is one of our main communication systems. So, yeah, we need yeah. it. We need it to be on point. I feel like when the hormone, when the hormones or the endocrine system is lacking in some way, you know, just maybe the toxicity buckets are so full that your system is kind of on over overdrive or, or it's overloaded. It's these things are going to start to shut down, and so if somebody is having rampant decay and they can't explain why, and they feel like they're doing a really good job, you know, it could be connected. Most likely, you know, there is a connection to your endocrine system. So, question from the non-tooth expert over here: <laughs> <laughs> um, What? And maybe you touched on it, but what compromises this flow? Uh, is it our diet? Is it our environmental exposure? Is it the toxicity in the air and the water? Is it kind of all of these things that we talk about so much in holistic health? Um, but what can actually compromise this invisible toothbrush that we have? Yeah, and it's really all of kind of all of the above. So on what? Yeah. So on one level, we've got literally we're brushing with chemicals that create bleeding receding gums and take a toll on that, the harmony of that lymphatic system because the lymph system, you know, is dealing with the toxins, obviously. And so there's that thing. And then there's literally diet, which of course I think also creates stress in the body, but those sure. spiked, you know, most people live with high blood sugar. So there's that. And then when we're at a high blood sugar, that starts depleting some minerals. So just as blood sugar spikes, we see a, a decline in phosphorus levels, for example. Um, so, and phosphorus is key for dental health. Then a vitamin D3 and K, partnered with K2 is really key. So we're going to need that sunshine. We're going to need good diet of really healthy fats and yeah. And then like then chemicals. So I feel like, you know, this, there is, was some, you know, showing that parotid gland being affected by cell phone use and that kind of thing. And again, those peak hormonal times, you know, there's, there's an expression like with every pregnancy, like a, a woman loses a tooth and mm. that, right. And they're getting meaning they get a cavity and, mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah, I definitely yeah. saw that in practice that right. oftentimes I would have pregnant women come in, um, more frequently because we know that there is, uh, an increased risk, risk factor for oral health problems. Uh, pregnancy gingivitis is what they call yeah. it. So they would be coming in every three to four months during their pregnancy to get more regular cleanings from a professional so that they, you know, lower, hopefully lower their risk of decay. So I can definitely yes. concur and that. What we, now, what we also know is that gingivitis, which is really just gum disease, which apparently 90% of the population has. So it's like, it sounds like an itis, so it might sound fancy, but it's really very common. Um, and that can lead to preterm birth. Mm hmm. So the plaque in your mouth can lead to. Yes, I would affect the vaginal microbiome. I would uh, uh, educate patients on um, if they, you know, had advanced levels of, say, periodontitis or periodontal disease. You might uh, some people might have heard of that. Um, to if they're thinking about or trying to get pregnant, it's like we got to get yeah. your mouth on point. 
we yeah. really need to take care of this radiographic calculus that sh is showing up on your on your x-rays um, before you if, before you get into uh, a place where you're trying to have a baby and it's not just for you it's for the health of your baby as well um, and I feel like I was <laughs> taking so much time to educate my patients because that was my favorite part of mm -hmm. of really connecting with the patient is is framing things in a way where they think I haven't heard that way. I haven't heard it said that way before. No one's ever said it that way. Oh, now it makes sense. And then they take that ownership into their life rather than just saying, do this, don't do this, you know, kind of shaming people for their dental status. It's, and there's kind of like a, a meme going around, like, you know, the way that people feel when they come away from the dentist is they almost feel shamed rather right. than empowered. And yeah. that's kind of the opposite of what I would try to do is like, no, we need you to take ownership, you know, because it's for you. Um, and, and this is, you know, just the work that you do, your book and the education is helping people do that. And you make a really critical point in, in the very beginning of your book, just like we don't depend on the physician, like a family physician to, to make sure that my body is healthy. There's no way they could do that. Right. With how many patients that they have, that's, that's laughable. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing with the dentist. The dentist is not in charge. That dental hygienist is not in charge of keeping your mouth healthy. That is your job. It's your job to take on that ownership. So um, that's definitely what, what we're trying to do here um, on the medicine and with the education that we do in a more holistic way. Um, you mentioned that people are using dental products that uh, are filled with chemicals and that are causing tooth basically uh, oral problems in the mouth. You mentioned receding gums and things. And that's one thing that I really want to touch on and talk about today is the problems with toothpaste, commercial toothpaste. And I stopped using commercial toothpaste, uh, you know, maybe a year into my dental hygiene practice um, because of the abrasiveness and the artificial mm -hmm. colors. That's all I knew was like, this is too abrasive for my teeth. And I would find microplastics in people's oh. mouths, literally blue blue pieces of plastic under people's gums um, and they would just never dissolve because it's literally plastic and just crazy stuff. So I have a two-part question here regarding toothpaste. The first is, can you speak directly to what is potentially dangerous about commercial toothpaste? And the second part is, can you speak to what is lacking from a healing capacity? Well, I think you've touched on some of the things. It definitely like commercial paste or whatever is available at the drugstore. And you know, there's issues with health food store stuff too. Or Tom's of Maine, which is owned by some conglomerate. Right. You'll see that in a health food store, but there's things like sodium sulfate and glycerin. Uh, I don't and again, I don't know if it's specifically in there, but I think there is sodium sulfate. Glycerin's in many health food store paste, and that seems okay, but on the for the teeth, it, it creates a, a microscopic layer, like a sort of saran, visible saran wrap, and then the, 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 the microscopic sweat, so to speak, can't get, the saliva can't get access to the teeth, and so we are blocking that, that union of the, of the teeth and the saliva. So there's just sort of that with what seems like a very innocuous ingredient. Um, then we've got things like triclosan. We've got high abrasivity ratings. There's a there's often we'll get questions like, oh yeah, I was using because we do have baking soda and toothpaste. I love baking soda, and I have recipes in my book for toothpaste with baking soda. It's great at alkalinizing the mouth. It's good at dealing with friendly bacteria that we want to harmonize. And even though some dentists feel it's abrasive. 
the RDA rating, which is a classification for abrasivity factors of dental ingredients, most toothpastes are above 70. 70 is actually low. That's That'd be your Tom sensitive is probably in there. Many are over 100. Baking soda is a seven. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's a seven. So um, it's a great ingredient and it's immediately alkalizing, which is what a lot of people need because poor diets are a little more acidic. We want, always want the saliva to be alkaline. Having it always be alkaline might be a deeper dietary thing, but you can get immediate alkalinity in the mouth with just swishing with baking soda or brushing with baking soda. So that's really cool. And then there's nothing in those pastes that's actually, you're sure you're going to get synthetic mint or synthetic cinnamon that's going to give you that feeling of clean or like that and that literal, you know, aroma of minty fresh, but it isn't real peppermint. If real peppermint was used, you get all the benefits of that essential oil and it's 500 different micro chemical constitutes the constituents that are like making it just be amazing. So there's that. Now when we're making toothpaste, we're looking at like how can we make it rich with things that I like to think of as botanical biotics, things that will inhibit the quorum sensing of pathogens. You would want that in your toothpaste. Things that can be bullinary to the gums and speed up healing. Um, most people that use our dental serums or paste can get a grip on bleeding gums within 24 hours to, a, to just like a few days later because the gums will heal and seal. So basically we want to stop using a lot of the stuff that we're doing and then really working to harmonizing the homeostasis of our mouse oasis with all that good um, herbs that, so with the botanical biotics, they clean up the pathogens without messing the friendly bacteria. Whereas synthetic alcohols or the mouthwashes that are commercially available and that statistically create over 37,000 cases of oral cancer a year, those kind of things are messing with the mouth's microbiome. And the sodium lauryl sulfate could be creating the bleeding receding gums that you might be getting. And then the chemicals that we're cleaning with are going into the bloodstream faster. So that's like not ideal. I'm also yes. excited to say, like I think within any day now, our new toothpaste is coming out and you might know about this very special ingredient we have in it. It's a mineral and it's nano hydroxy apatate. Wow. Yes. Yes. I so, love that. Yes. Which um, dentists, many dentists find phenomenal, uh, way uh, equal to or more effective than fluoride, even though fluoride's another issue, but like, so dentists are seeing what they want to see. It evens out like this tooth surface, it really helps to re-enamelize. And 40 years ago, it was approved for dental use through NASA because it was approved for uh, astronauts because they lose bone density and it wow. helped with bone density. Wow. And it's only, it's only in a handful of pace around the globe. There was one in Japan, but it's all in a sea of like stuff I'm not putting in my mouth. So now we have like the most revolutionary paste with the nano and then we even got a uh, little silicone like tr mouth trays that you can get and then you can um you so you can brush like normal or you can put a little toothpaste in there and then just let it sit like kind of a mask on your teeth kind of spa down and just let that stuff sink in oh i love that i'm so excited <laughs> to try super it exciting. We, we've been we've been for a few months now absolutely loving your yeah. toothpaste i, yeah. I oh, like <laughs> actually look forward to it at night uh, Which I'm one you got there? The frankincense one. Uh, we have both the frankincense and uh, the neem enamelizer, the alkalizing toothpaste, and awesome. I 
I'm a, I love salt. I absolutely love it. I put it on everything. And I am so excited to brush my teeth at night because it is just a salty, delicious experience. But, it, but there's a layer of, uh, you know, sweetness to it. And I think you make a great point with, you know, some of these like flavor, even if it's mint, we expect there to be mint inside, but it's not unlike having uh, like like runts candy that are just shaped like fruit, yeah. but actually yeah, there's no fruit in, there. in them whatsoever. Exactly. And yeah. um, so all these benefits to what mint was actually or peppermint was intended yeah. to be are, are completely because yeah. the real mint is a quorum sensing inhibitor. It's right. a right. powerful thing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Uh, it's been just such a literal like breath of fresh air uh, <laughs> to be able to use these pastes, yeah. and uh, even yeah. more exciting that there's. Uh, especially because it sounds like, you know, fluoride, which is so often used for something along the lines of like a sensitive mouth. Yeah. Um, this can be a really yes. great solution. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, go back to what you said, the nano uh, hydroxy appetite, little an anatomy lesson for someone who's listening. Why this is so important is because your enamel is 96% mineralized calcium hydroxy appetite. So yeah. what you're doing with this toothpaste is you are bathing your teeth in what they are made of in yes. a, in a, from a source that can be, that is biologically, um, I would say, um, compatible, yeah. compatible yeah. with the anatomy of your teeth and what they are actually made of. So absolutely, we are going to be definitely trying that. Um, would you recommend that or what other rec uh, recommendations can you give to people? I hear a lot. I have sensitive teeth. Yes. Teeth that are either sensitive to hot, cold, um, maybe pressure. Uh, maybe yeah, we'll just stick just to like even you know brushing, yeah. can be, you know, related to recession, of course. But for people who are just like can't handle anything cold on their teeth, is that because their teeth are less mineralized, or can you speak to that? I feel like the key. It could be a few things, but I feel like the key to teeth sensitivity is because the gums are receding and the gums are like upset because they're holding the teeth in place. And so once you've got recession past the gum line, you really want to bring those back down. But here again, because we're kind of culturally not into the actual solutions, we kind of got a whole band-aid realm going on. And so something like Sensodyne is anesthetizing the teeth. So you're fine, but you're not dealing with the issue. Right. So the moment you don't have it, you're like, oh, count, sure. you know. So um, we have a, 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 our frankincense fresh toothpaste is really wonderful for sensitive teeth but not because there's anything anesthetizing in there or numbing or anything. It's just literally working to just calm the whole mouth. And people just like, some people are like the next day, they're fine. They're like, mm. oh my God, you know, so, or some people might take a few weeks. The mouth really can transform quite fast because the skin is only like one cell thick. So the whole thing, can, obviously the bones are going to be a bit slower, but we can get the mouth in order. And so, yeah, I'm just so happy that people, find even just switching and doing our steps seems to just work again yeah. i'm not totally sure because we're not anesthetizing people but it's like the whole system is getting their mouths and taking care of the issue yeah you spoke to fluoride and that's a that's a big issue in the dental space of kind of this fluoride versus non-fluoride and yeah. and does it calcify the pineal gland does <laughs> it build up in the body does it block certain endocrine actions um i have I've definitely moved away from it and I, I don't recommend it now for people, whereas I used to literally paint it on people's teeth in a concentrated form. And certainly the one, the kind of fluoride that you're getting in a dental office is different than the kind that's in the water. Um, it could be made, some could argue that it's a little bit higher quality, but essentially 
to pay attention, you know, from a from an economical standpoint, these toothpaste companies that are putting it in their tubes of toothpaste, you're not getting the quality stuff, my love. <laughs> if no. you're still using toothpaste <laughs> with fluoride, um, I would consider that a contaminant at this point. It's not doing anything positive for your teeth. Um, just wanted to touch on that because I can. Want, I, I thought if you want, I can read a little paragraph from my book. Yes, it's please. On fluoride. Yes. It's on, do you have you read this one? I have not yet. Okay, there's a full dental chapter in here that's pretty juicy, um, and it builds on the previous book. So if you suffer from cavities, then fluoride toothpaste and treatments might be right for you. Possible side effects may include bleeding gums, skeletal fluorosis, sclerosis, dementia diagnosis, pitted and crumbled teeth, impaired myelin sheath, acne, arthritis, gingivitis, bone cryptic disease, joint pain in your knees, thyroid disease, hip fractures, hyper activity, damaged sperm motility, increased infertility, disrupted collagen synthesis, gastritis, suppressed immune system, impaired glucose metabolism, skin rashes, damaged bone formation, cell mutation, nausea, tooth discoloration, frequent urination, poisoning, DNA alteration, and reduced IQ. Go ahead and ask your dentist if Lori is Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sounds like a pharmaceutical commercial. We got a little satire here <laughs> on everybody. Um, I, I didn't know she came with jokes. That's amazing. Oh. I love it. <laughs> and each, each symptom comes with a footnote. Yes, wow. of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Boo Fang. All right, we got to talk about the G word, glyphosate, also known as Roundup. You know that weed killer stuff that your dad sprayed on dandelions in your yard? Well, it's actually licensed as an antibiotic and it's actually being used on the majority of our foods by conventional and even some organic farmers. This means that every time we eat foods that have been sprayed with glyphosate, we are consuming antibiotics. So not only are we repeatedly wrecking the diversity in our gut microbiome, but glyphosate has also been linked to liver disease, cancer, hormone disruption, birth defects, infertility, depression, and more. So this is a really big deal. And you're not alone if the glyphosate battle can sometimes feel overwhelming. I totally get it. But instead of feeling helpless, I want you to be informed and empowered. There are brands that are doing the extra work and going the extra mile to provide the glyphosate residue-free certification on their products. One of those brands is Organifi. When you use a scoop of any of the Organifi superfood blends, you can rest easy every time knowing that each one of Organifi's ingredients, whether it's the medicinal mushrooms, adaptogens, or other health-supporting herbs, are carefully sourced from organic farmers who do not use glyphosate. Because I prefer to live my life without chronic disease, I am obsessed with finding foods that are certified glyphosate-free. I do not want this toxic antibiotic in my life or in my body. Being your own best health advocate starts with understanding exactly what is going into your beautiful body. And Organifi makes it so easy for us. My favorites right now are the green, the red, and the gold also known as the Sunrise to Sunset Bundle. To grab this bundle or any of the other glyphosate-free Organifi products, go to Organifi.com and use the code MIMIFIT at checkout for 15% off each and every order. That's M-I-M-I-F-I-T at checkout for 15% off. Or just check the show notes. Remember, once we know better, we can do better. 
And now, you know. Cheers, boo. No, I love that because it's, you're really like, here's all of the information you decide. Sure. And, and that's yeah. <laughs> ultimately like, it, it always comes down to what the, what the patient or what the person decides for themselves, of course, but we don't, we can't do better unless we know better. Right. And a lot of people just don't know better. So, um, I would love if you could, um, you know, we get asked about whitening all the time. Um, and my first answer to people is always because they'll say, you know, responding to my story or chases, what do you do for your teeth? They're so white. What do you use to whiten? And the first thing I say is always, I keep my teeth, Chase keeps his teeth extremely clean. That's the first step, right? Mm -hmm. But then people always want, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You keep them clean, but then what? Because the plaque or the calculus can get, um, especially breeding pigment rich foods, then that can get discolored. It's not the enamel but it's that harder layer of plaque yeah. that is right. getting removed. So yeah, clean is right. key there. Yeah, because the, 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 the pigments in our food and our drink, they have a hard time sticking to truly clean teeth. Yes. But if someone wants that fluorescent white, you know, I think some people are looking for that unnatural kind of veneer-like whiteness that may not be actually possible with just the, the regular healthy practices of it's keeping more, your teeth healthy. I think it's healthy. possible with Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just certain filters and things. But yeah. if you, if you could talk about if somebody, you know, came to you and said, okay, I keep my teeth really white. Is there anything else I can do to be, you know, keeping my teeth white long-term into older age, et cetera? Well, one thing that's really key to understand because we're so caught up in like the veneer of it all and we think the whiteness is all about the enamel, but whiteness really comes from within the tooth. We talked about the pulp chamber and I'm sure you have a way better scientific explanation, but to me, the pulp chamber is like the heart of the tooth. And we wanna keep that really like nutrient rich. I kind of think of like fat in my, you know, like just fat and juicy and with fat soluble vitamins in D3 or K2. And that is then reflected in a way because the enamel is actually transparent. So when you have people that are really, you know, not eat, like not eating well and they're not absorbing and they're not eating like fat they're just not getting those basics you probably i'm sure have seen like gray glassy teeth that's because that pulp chamber is like really starving yes nutrients so that know that and then of course all the topical stuff that's available is really creating almost like a catch-22 because it's you're bleaching the bone and that's going to weaken it and then it's going to be yellowing and so don't go down that path <laughs> yeah. at all and, and work on it, work on it from within. And then the eight steps that we have got it mapped out on our website in the books, it will take you to white teeth. And again, you know, just using the, the, either the recipes that we've made. And I feel like, you know, you can ditch your tooth. Of course I make amazing tooth care products, but I like people to be totally independent. So you don't need me, but you don't need the drugstore either. You know, with a pantry of ingredients like, uh, baking soda, sea salt, apple cider vinegar, um, some oil, like olive oil, coconut oil for oil pulling, some clay, and maybe like one essential oil, like organic peppermint or frankincense. From that roster of ingredients, you can do, you can make everything. Oil yeah. pulling, mouth washes, brushes, um, toothpaste, all that kind of stuff. It's things to put along your floss. So that's one of the key things that just really was my first dental product was actually this dental serum. 
and I think it was sort of the first of its kind on the planet, is the serum of botanicals that you can brush with, you know, just one drop, or you can floss with it, or you can massage it on your gums, or you can put it in a little blunt tip syringe that we have, and then flush out your gum pockets. So that's pretty revolutionary. And that's how we're gonna keep those teeth white. It's just by working it and really taking care of the whole oral environment. Yeah, yeah. We, we've seen it firsthand. You know, we've been on a few months on these <clears throat> products and um, you know, a, a personal anecdote from me would be that I've, I've worn my um, retainers since braces uh, back yeah. in middle school, right? And I've had a couple rounds of retainers being made because I'm pretty hyper-focused on keeping my teeth straight and protecting my teeth at night if I clench or something. Um, they have yellowed over the last three or four years, despite the fact that I brush my retainers, they're getting yellow and, and I know that it contributes to a lack of white teeth. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, a couple months into using your products and my retainers without me doing anything different are clean. They, wow. they're, they are more clean than uh, maybe the first or second month when I got them, like brand spanking. They're back to clear. And oh I brush God, these things, you know, I, it's literally, I'm not putting anything else on them besides when I get up in the morning, I take them out of my mouth um, after having brushed them and put them on at night and I just yeah. give them a quick brush. They are clear. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So if it's doing that to his retainers, yeah. like we know that it's doing such good things to our teeth and our gums. And, and, um, you spoke to, to, um, a practice that I've been really liking is when you go to floss, I actually put a dot of your ozone gel yes. on the floss and I run yes. my finger through it so that when I go to floss, I'm literally inserting that ozone yes. gel up underneath my gums. And I yes. wanted to, to ask you, um, um, you know, I've never seen ozone gel. You know, if if people have heard of ozone um, therapy, it was mm -hmm. if I'm not if I'm not if I'm remembering correctly, it was developed by Tesla, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and so at the same time he developed the ozonation, he was like, hey, let's run it through olive oil and and get that ozone captured into the olive oil, and it stays. And back then, even doctors and naturopaths were buying it. I think about a hundred years ago. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was like, hey, that makes sense. So we took our most popular dental serum, the happy gumdrops, ozonated it, and then pulled the healthy gumdrops was born. And on a side note, we also have the world's only ozonated lip gloss because it thickens the oil. And we have this red root. So we have this gorgeous ozone, like basically Tesla design lip gloss. Wow. I'm wow. going to have to get some of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go on a living libations shopping spree after this, y'all. Um, make sure you check the, the show notes for the discount there. Um, yeah. So I've been loving that. And I, I actually rub it on my gums and my teeth before I put on my, just a little, just a tiny dot. It's really strong, but I, I put, I put that on my gums before um, yeah. I put my retainers in at night. Yeah. And um, I can honestly say like my, my oral health care has been on point for many years. Um, being sure. a dental hygienist, I walk the walk <laughs> as much as I can. Since using this ozone gel and the neem enamelizing toothpaste and the happy gumdrop swishing oil, um, it's definitely taken it to another another level that I didn't know existed. Oh, um, yeah, that's so exciting. And my mouth, both of our mouths, when we wake up in the morning, yeah. are so much fresher. Yeah, um, isn't that fun? And I was scraping my tongue. I was doing all the things before, but I think it's the combination of the exotic herbal 
botanical biotic ingredients that you include in your products that are so powerful. It's like they were meant, it's like they were created to be in our mouths and, and really helping with the oral, oral health. Yeah. And I really feel like the botanicals that we're working with really have hundreds of years of history of being used for oral care, mastic gum, frankincense, tea tree, you know, depending on what culture, yeah. what history, you know, it's all there. And so now it's really cool as, as um, scientists and researchers study the human microbiome, we now know that these essential oils and these botanical biotics, the plants that have been used for hundreds of years in oral care, now with our modern science, we know they are quorum sensing inhibitors. So something like clove oil, huge history with oral care, it can tidy up the pathogens. It prevents the pathogens from quorum sensing, which means, so it down regulates their gene expression. It stops the pathogens from gaining traction in a group and creating a biofilm. So the essential oils can break up that party, bust through biofilms and work with the beneficial bacteria mm -hmm. without eradicating the beneficial bacteria, which is the kind of selective in intelligence that we need in all of our body Absolutely. Care. Yeah, that's such a great point. I'm thinking just when you said biofilms, <clears throat> I'm reminded of how robust these these colonies of bacteria they're covered in this sort of slime layer that is called biofilm which is what you're talking about you have to break up that layer to really get to the the cluster of bacteria the little and, city of bacteria yeah. inside the biofilm and those yeah. exist also in inside yeah. our body not just in our mouths and under our gums but in our gut in, in systemically and so yeah, I'm like, but if we have more in our mouths and we're not flossing there's literally like heart physician uh Sinatra, I always want to call him Frank Sinatra, Stephen Sinatra. He says if you, and I was on a podcast with Dr. Gundry and he had another study and both of them basically showing that if we don't, the floss that removes plaque, the plaque comes into the lungs, the brain could lead certain bacteria in plaque can lead to uh, brain plaque, like Alzheimer's dementia yeah. could be, could be a part of that package. I'm not saying it's the root cause. Um, so yeah, but contributing for sure. Yeah. Well, but it's great because, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say with these, with the oils and the botanicals, we, we have this ability now to kind of clean up where the other stuff like the antibiotics or the mouthwashes were just doing sort of a scorched earth sure. situation. And now we run away from that and now our mouths can thrive. Well, what I was thinking is I wonder if using these dental products, because it's inevitable, you are going to get some in your saliva, go down your yes. throat, not, not large yeah. amounts, but yeah. enough. And if you're using it every day, multiple times a day, I'm thinking like, what effect do, do these products and herbs and botanical biotics have on the, the gut and the, the, our systemic health, right? Because They're those all biofilms yeah. exist yeah. everywhere in our bodies and, and our listeners know from previous episodes with like Emily Morrow, our integrative um, practitioner, you know, that's a part of the, the detoxification system is really busting those biofilms. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm just sitting here, you know, going <laughs> through, like, I wonder if these products actually have a positive impact. Oh, they do. They totally do. Biofilms. And they're all also digestive herbs and plants at the end of the day. Yeah. They're, they're meant to be uh, in our bodies and in our mouths. So if I'm brushing, you know, at night, I do a quick rinse. I don't want to rinse too hard because I freaking love the taste. Yes. Uh, should I should I not rinse at all? Should I just keep it in there? No, I think you can rinse. Um, okay. And then you can just, uh, but you, what I would do is I would rinse it all out and then kind of build up something nice again. So you could then coat yeah. in the okay. uh, 
ozone or the new toothpaste with the nanohydroxy, yeah. then you could just kind of smear that over the teeth and go to bed. Absolutely. You know, something that uh, a question that's coming up for me is, is we're in the kind of holistic health space and we're finding, you know, unearthing gems and new discoveries all the time. And it seems like even just kind of going back to the beginning of the podcast, holistic health has just made leaps and bounds of progress over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. But it seems like the focus on holistic oral health is a little bit lagging. And, and even holistic practitioners talk all the time about, you know, new ways to, you know, identify whether you are, uh, you know, in homeostasis or finding your layer of equilibrium, you know, talking about tracking your cycles uh, for women, you know, evaluating your, your poop uh, for getting <laughs> kind of a gauge on where you're at. Uh, for health. I feel like mouth, the more we talk about this is one of those areas and it's not necessarily getting talked about much. Why do you think that there is a little bit of a lag when it comes to like, even in the holistic health space, which is really taking off um, this kind of holistic oral uh, assessment of, of health? Why, why do you think that's like lagging a little bit? Well, I feel like, so I came into sort of all this, like in the nineties, that's when I started, you know, formulating and that kind of stuff. And again, with the body, I was like, okay, I get it now. Like if I had a headache, I don't need to reach for aspirin or Pepto-Bismol. There's a whole other thing. Like, so I, I got it with the body and I was finding so much lack in dental like books or advice or anything there was a couple big books on like the major major issues like mercury or something but i was like what are we supposed to be doing every day so i found a, uh back then there was a lack um and then i i wrote the first version of my book i think in 209 um and i just self-published because i was like it doesn't matter you just need to get this out there who cares um but that actually got it published so that was kind of fun um and so I guess I feel like there's been a lack all along. And even though I have seen a lot of growth in this area and there's a ton of awesome books out now um, on dental care. So I feel like it's growing, but I think, I don't know, there, I think there is a lack. I feel like it's partly because, I mean, if I think about from how I was raised, which I feel like a lot of people in North America were raised in your relationship with a dentist, it just seems so full of equipment and special ingredients that just doesn't seem accessible. Mm. So it's almost like even though we're engaged with our mouth, like, oh my God, right? Eating, talking, breathing, like it's a major player. It's not something you can just not think about for a bit. Um, so even though it's like, obviously this whole interface of our existence, somehow we just didn't think we were capable or it just seems so pro, so far removed. You know, yeah. we got to have all that equipment. We like can't possibly take care of it. Ourselves. Like it's too complex for us to ever comprehend. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, uh, Sean Stevenson from the Model Health Show is such a teacher for us. And he's oh, yeah. become a friend. And um, he always says that, that, you know, people continually try to outsource to authority, especially in kind of the, the health space. And that usually yeah. takes the form of doctors or dentists. And I think this is really one of those areas where even if you're dialing certain um, whether that be nutrition or fitness um, elements of your kind of health profile, the dentist seems to be one where you just continue to outsource it and you just mm -hmm. continue to say, man, this, this is still too complex for me. I'm going to sort of trust the dentist. And, and I'm sure there's a million beautiful dentists out there doing it the right way. But it is one of those cases where I think just this conversation today is so inspiring for all of us to kind of take that responsibility back, uh, get a little bit of a deeper understanding on how this thing works so that we can start 
owning uh, the liability, if you will, of, of our mouth. Yeah. Yep. And, and on that note, you know, um, sort of as we come to a close, I want to, I want to give someone who, who's maybe out there and they've been to their dentist recently and they saw, oh, you have a watch on number 12, you have this on number 22. And they, they know that there is some progress to be made, maybe with some decay starting, or maybe mm-hmm. their, you know, periodontal pockets are increasing. You know, you guys, when you, they do that three, two, three, three, two, four, four, five, four, you know, oh, yeah. that is, they're measuring the health of your gums, basically. So if somebody has gotten to that point where they're like, okay, I need to make a change here. And Mm -hmm. they're wondering, um, you know, if they can do it on their own, I would like to make a statement and then you chime in and let me know if, uh, if it's correct on your end and then, and, Mm -hmm. and add whatever you would like, but some areas to really focus on if this is the case for you, maybe you have some decay starting, maybe they called it a watch and they told you to just floss more. Some other things that you can do, yes, oral health in the way of your home care routine is critical. I, again, would recommend an electric toothbrush and make a switch over to these botanical biotic alkaline products. Throw your crest out (laughs) immediately today and start using something that is going to make the switch of your saliva to an alkaline state so that your body can start that remineralization process on its own without you going and getting getting a cavity or or getting a cavity filled. This is also relationship advice. (laughs) We we talk a lot about relationships on the medicine (laughs) podcast. We've been together since we were 16 years old. And and, uh, you know what? You might as well clear some of the low-hanging fruit like bad breath uh, yeah. and just oral hygiene to your relationship because there's, you know, intimacy has to do with proximity a lot of times. Right. And yes. uh, that is yeah. one barrier to entry. You get an A plus, my love. <laughs> um, but back to these tips, oral, oral home care is important. Make a switch to alkaline products. Um, I would say also make sure you're drinking alkaline water, like from you talk about spring water. We just had episode 82 out with Gary Greenfield. You might know that name, Ben Greenfield's dad. Oh, yeah. he, yes, he, he's uh, big on total water guru. Um, and then also make sure you're looking at the vitamins, the fat-soluble vitamins, D3, K2, vitamin A. These are critical when it comes to that dentinal flow and the ability for your, your internal uh, automatic toothbrush basically to do its thing while you're not brushing your teeth. Is there anything that you would add to that that, that someone could, they could start out and kind of making the switch um, to you know, radical ownership of their maybe beginning cavities? Mm-hmm. Um, just to tie, like just to finish the diet part, for sure you're gonna wanna look at those basics and the fat soluble vitamins are key. Most of us are, are deplete in, uh, or deficient in D3. Uh, you wanna take the D3 with the K2. You want your basic minerals, the trace minerals. Um, but you also maybe have to look at, are you eating things that are antagonizing things? like? Uh, foods that are really rich in phytic acid. So a vegetarian or vegan might be kind of having oats for breakfast, lentils for lunch, and rice for dinner, and that's three meals of phytic acid. So phytic acid's an anti-nutrient, and it will deplete uh, the stores needed for your teeth. So, you know, if you are on that pathway of greens and beans, make sure that you are fully doing the soaking and that kind of a prep. Um, So that's just on the diet end. And then uh, topically, yeah, I feel like really 
your whole really approach to oral care is your home care. And then you're using the dentist for those things. Now, a lot of us actually have to clean up our past decades of dental work. Um, that could be some of the issues. But really, before you go to the dentist, um, and a lot of people can't get to the dentist right now, or if you know you're going to go, do our eight steps. Like, you know, if you can get those in three months, six months before you go, you will really turn around your mouth and you should have a, a cheaper, shorter dental appointment. Yes. Um, and really get the mouth in order, like starting with these things. It's really about stopping the stuff and the crest and the triclosan and then stop sealing, sealing, like maybe you got to seal the guts. It's digestion happening. Is there bleeding gums? you know, clearing all that up and then seed. So it's like stop, seal, seed. Then you're reseeding, you're reseeding the microbiome, the guts, the mouth, oil pulling. You can oil pull with probiotics. Dentists now are even doing this um, after the scaling uh, and teeth cleaning. They're doing, a, what's it called? Guided, guided pocket uh, repopulation of, of probiotics. They're just taking like probiotics and, and applying them into the gum line with a syringe, which you can do at home with a blunt tip syringe. So just really getting the mouth, think of it, the whole environment, not just the teeth. And the teeth are alive, the mouth is connected to the rest of the body. So really wherever you're at, you know, the enamel can improve, the saliva can improve, the gums can improve, the health of the teeth can improve. You can seize cavities, you can stop them in the track. So we, there's a lot that can be done at home with these really simple steps. And again, you can follow the steps along. Of course, we've got the beautiful products to match, but you can follow the eight steps just with sea salt and baking soda as well. Yeah, we'll definitely link to those those eight steps so that you don't have to list them yeah. out right now because it is it is intense and it, it, it works. Um, so we'll definitely have a link to that in the show notes, you guys. Um, as we bring this to a close, we have a few rapid fire questions for you. And then we'll, we'll um, tell the listeners where they can find more of you and your products and more of your education. You've been so generous with your time and we could talk to you for another two hours easily. <laughs> um, but uh, so the, the medicine podcast is really, we like to think of ourselves as a bridge to expansion for these different areas of body, mind, and relationships. And we would love to hear from you um, what currently feels like medicine. We'll start with your body, but what currently feels like medicine for your body? Sun. Sun. Oh, ditto. I love the sun. <laughs> I am a sun worshiper. Um, what about for your mind? What feels like medicine? Um, I'm going to say the sun again, but um because I like to do uh, watch at sunrise and sunset. But the other first answer that came to my mind is peptides. Mm. Love peptides. I have actually on Ben Greenfield, I did an oral care podcast with peptides thrown in. So if you want to oh, learn wow. more about that. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I, I'm kind of ripping the bandaid off, pe off some peptide use myself. And, oh, awesome. Yeah, really, really enjoying it. So more to come yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. What about for your relationship or relationships? What feels like medicine? Mm, just they are my yeah. family, my my mm. son Leaf and my my partner Ron. That's my medicine. Mm. Love it. Love that. Thank you so much. So inspired by you. You know something you said at the beginning of the podcast uh, that has has just been you know stuck with me is like there's got to be answers in the body, and yeah. um, I think that can also translate to there's got to be answers in nature. We're in a world of constant troubleshooting on what's going on with what's going wrong with us, what's going wrong with our world. And I think if we just look inward and look down, uh, maybe at our feet, uh, the earth, 
and start to realize there's intelligence and sophistication uh, with how we all got here um, that we can truly learn from. And I'm so inspired and so grateful for the path that you've been paving for all of us uh, in this space. Um, and I'm really going to take that away from this episode is like, there are answers everywhere. And a lot of times they're literally inside of us. Yeah. The answers are in the ethers. Yeah. In us and in the atmosphere. Right. We are. We are the ether. <laughs> I love that. Can you um, give, give everyone um, some information on where they can find your products, where they can connect with you and learn more from you? Yeah, you can connect with us over at livinglibations.com and feel free to really email us anything that's on your mind, health, beauty, dental. Uh, we've got answers uh, or we've got resources we can send you hopefully on a path of some more knowledge. Um, the books are, you know, on Amazon, on our website, anywhere books are sold. And they're also audible. They're both been made into audible books. And then, you know, we got all the regular social media, but I'd say Instagram is more active with Nadine Artemis official and Living Libations official. Awesome. We will have links to all of those things in the show notes, you guys. And um, also, uh, if you're interested in um, uh, her products, we have a whole other podcast episode going into our routine with your products. Um, definitely dig into that. Oh, that fun. will be in the show notes as well. Yes. And hopefully at some point, you know, maybe we can have you back on. Um, obviously, there was, there was more to be desired for sure. And uh, you just have so much wisdom. And we are so appreciative and uh, so much gratitude for or just the light that you bring to this world and um, just so grateful for you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, so fun to meet both of you. Um, you guys definitely check out the show notes for all the links um, and, the, and the discount that we have that Living Libations was so generous to share with us. I can speak directly to their customer service. I had some questions, um, you know, regarding some of their products and they were snappy, attentive, snappy in a good way. They were quick, <laughs> fun, so kind. And I cannot say enough good things about your, your team over at Living Libations. Just um, highly, highly recommend them. So go check them out for sure. Thank you for listening to the medicine podcast. We'll see you next time. Go spread some light. Bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore The Medicine. To learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, visit GetMimiFit.com forward slash The Medicine Cabinet, or just check the show notes below. Until next time, cheers, boo.